All right, we're on. What's up, guys? It's Jeremy Till here with the Three Gym Guys uh, interview podcast, uh, Zoom land, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're excited to be here with you guys and hopefully to bring value, information, and uh, a tool that can help you to have a better day in your, in your practice. So what we're going to be doing today, we're going to be talking about each one of us as gym owners. You've heard our story. If not, go listen to our first interview, hear about where we come from. Uh, but we all own brick and mortar facilities and operate each and every day. And with this environment we're currently in, we're constantly being hit with shifts, changes, and new information about what's coming next down the pipeline. So with that being said, I'm going to be asking these guys questions about how they stay positive. And so first up on the block, we're going to go to Spencer Nick, the owner. Nick's the owner of CrossFit Dallas Central, CDFC and give us some insights on how you stay positive. You're gonna have a seven minute clock. I'm gonna start right now. Go, sir. Okay. You know, I think that it's easy in moments of uncertainty that your brain automatically goes to this point where it says on a, maybe not even a verbal level, but a subconscious level, I can't cope. I can't deal with this. And I think uh, as David Goggins would say, like dipping into the cookie jar and pulling out all these things that you've been through as a business owner that you have dealt with, that you have coped with, and that when you look back, you realize, I mean, you're quite resilient when it comes to um, tough situations like the one that we're in. And secondly, as I look back, I'm really good or at least I try to be with spinning everything as a silver lining. And, you know, from COVID to the rebrand to having to work from home, like there's a positive aspect to each one of these things. And I don't know if this is me being a, a Pollyanna or, you know, just being unrealistic, but man, shelter in place gave us a great opportunity to, interact with members on an individual basis that I think they would have never given us an opportunity with otherwise. Rebranding gives us an opportunity to step back and think, man, is this really the best way to program? Is this really the best way to run a group activity? Is this really the best way to lay out a facility? And all these things that at first glance feel unknown and can cause stress and can tell you like, oh my gosh, I can't cope with this. I think when you step back and you take a deep breath, like I tell my daughter, it's an opportunity for you to say like, okay, what, what can I get out of this? And I, I think God's been really gracious to us despite all the calamity and the destruction. And, and I don't want to say this uh, to discount like the pain and the suffering and stuff that's happened, but it seems like uh, amongst all of that, there's these, there's these opportunities to, improve what we're doing in a way that we'll never get a second chance for time. That's two and a half minutes. What else you got? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, so this is like a filibuster. I got to keep going no matter what. No, I was, brother. No, I was that's, trying. Good. that's good. Tell me this. <laughs> come gonna, come back around. Come I back gotta, around. I, I'll have something else. I got another question for you. Um, what is one of the biggest challenges that you faced in the last eight weeks? that you might've thought you couldn't have overcome and, and tell me how you did. Well, 
God, just to be really transparent before, I mean, if we're talking like March, there were things that there, there were moments where I was like, I have no idea how I'll pay for this. I have no idea financially how we'll figure this fill in the blank out. You know, for us specifically, we bought a building, we remodeled, there were things shut down, there were delays. Uh, there were two rents at one point in time. There were people that were canceling memberships or all these things happening. And, and I think that was probably one of the, one of the moments for me that I was referring to is like, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to find a way through this. And then, you know, fortunately today I, I feel we figured it out. Like there were opportunities that we took, like we were paying attention and, and we're going to be okay. Which is crazy. <laughs> no doubt. Crazy. No doubt. No doubt. Well, all right, brother, you're up four minutes. So good, good. We'll, we'll give you circle back around. Come we'll back around. Back. You got, you'll have two more to go. All right, guys. <laughs> so next we're going to go up to Charlie Lima out in College Station, Boom Fit out there. Po positive Charlie is what we refer to him around here. So <laughs> Charlie, tell us, tell us how you deal with difficulties and stay positive. Uh, man, I, I, as you asked Spencer that question, I thought, man, how am I going to answer this? I really feel like I'm just, um, I, I've been raised that way. And that's how, I mean, so much of you, how you grow up and, and who you become has to do with the, the, the narrative, right? The storyline of your childhood and your, your younger years that developed you. And, and for me, I mean, my dad, I honestly think he, there is not a person who, if you think I'm positive, um, it almost is probably hard for him to view a situation negatively because he's so positive and he just poured that into us. And I say us, my brothers, you know, my sister, he, he raised me in a way to always see that. And it was, uh, it's, it's like a habit. It's like nutrition. Um, when you go to a restaurant, it's pretty easy to make an unhealthy choice and you either are in the habit of making healthy choices that dictate the, the decision process or you're in the habit of making unhealthy choices. And so I, I don't know any, I, I've told this to my wife, you know, we're, we are, we're completely different. And, and, you know, I've had to almost learn, I've had to train myself to actually learn how to see something in a, and I don't want to say like, I'm looking at it unrealistic, because my wife would say that she's a realist and, uh, <laughs> and I'm an optimist, but I have, I've had to train myself to actually study something and see that, Hey, this is probably, there are, there are some negative sides to this. Um, and just acknowledge that, but I still don't, don't soak in that. Um, I don't hang out in that very long. Um, I think it's helped me to have more empathy to understand how things can have a, a, a little bit of a negative but I don't, but my default setting is, you know, positive, like, look, like we had to close, like you, you threw so many things at us as gym owners, um, in a week, right? Like in that week. And was it hard? Yeah. I had, it was hard for me to make a decision because I wanted to stay open. Now, did I, did I, once we closed and then the, you know, we had to close and stay closed. No, it was not 
hang out in a negative mindset. It was, no, we have to close. Let's, let's be positive about whatever this next thing is. And, you know, even the person inside of me was like, you know, this right now is really not that hard compared to what I felt three months ago. And you guys know, going through the turnover in my gym and losing people and having like those things, that was hard, right? That was probably more emotionally taxing for me than closing the gym. But even then you don't, it wasn't soaking in the negative thoughts. Like if anything, I think the best person comes out of us as mankind, as humans, um, when we're pushed back against the wall and we, we have to do something. Like I think that breeds the best version of us um, in what we're capable of. So I don't know any other way than to, to look at it positively. My dad, who is huge hero uh, leader in my life, owns a business in Houston. And he reached out to me, I think in that quarantine or not quarantine, but at the beginning when we were forced to close and he asked, you know, how's things going in a text. We, and I said, um, you know, I said, plan B is to continue to make plan a work, <laughs> you know, like there really, there really is no, and he loved it. You know, the way I texted that to him, cause it just, you know, it, it feeds everything that he taught us. Right. There is no, like, there's no plan B, like we're going to make this thing work. And, and, and as Spencer said, like, man, this, you know, eight weeks ago for Spencer, he was in a really challenging place when it comes to the thing he just shared, but where he's at today, like, it's it, it's a different place, right? So sometimes we just got to let time go and we have to, I think, number one, trust the Lord, right? Like, you know, you guys were walking with me and Alicia a year in almost, I guess, four months ago when Ames got lifelighted to Texas Children's. And, you know, in that moment, like, it's so easy to question God. It's so easy to think the worst and but we me and my wife chose opposite like we trust God and we trust those doctors and we trusted it and our son was in the worst of worst conditions and um and he came out three weeks later and it appeared like he's fine right he said he had some you know conditions that were that are still present today right we have to give him medicine for his adrenal insufficiency and, and even for me, uh, talking about my son, who's probably the thing that matters the most to me in the world, right? Your children, your spouse, your family. I still don't choose to think about his condition as a negative. I'm like, all I can see is, man, he's walking, he's smiling, he looks great. He's, you know, he's doing all the things that we want him to do. I don't fixate my thoughts on the areas that he str may struggle, right? Because he has a condition. And I pray and I trust that one day God will remove that, right? That he will, and if he doesn't, it's not like I'm going to quit having faith in God. It's just like maybe God just chose to keep him with this for a, for a positive reason, right? Whether that affects his, you know, playing sports or getting married or having children of his own or his career. Like it's all part of our narrative. And I think that's, if I'm honest, like the, the stronger I grew in my faith, like you start realizing that, you know, all things are working together for good. And, and God tells us that in, in scripture and for the, those that love the Lord. And if, you know, if you don't have um, your faith in the Lord, it's really hard, you know, and even if you have faith in the Lord, it's really hard. And I think a lot of that has to do with, yep. Of one course, minute, I, one minute, of course, one I, minute I, warning. 
<laughs> one minute warning. So, so Charlie, all that is, is uh, phenomenal. If you were to say like you have a negative thought, how do you assess that and move back to positive? Like, do you go down a negative path at all? And then how do you change course? No, I feel like the, the, the awesome thing is God's put me in, in great environments of people, you know? So like even you guys, man, like this is a gift, right? Two years of us. And during COVID, we, we even did more, right? We hung out more, we talked more, we Zoomed more. Um, and I have a men's group on Friday. And, you know, and I'll, I'll be, again, I don't mind sharing this. I mean, we shared it and Alicia and I two years ago had a really tough season in our marriage. And I remember carrying it for a little while because it's not something you just want to admit to someone like, Hey, Jeremy, you know, things are really hard at home and I'm frustrated. And no, it's not something you want to come out. But I remember when I did that in my men's group on a Friday morning, right? Cause we meet every week. We'd been meeting with that group of guys for years. And I finally opened up and man, God, like it, God just spoke to me. They prayed over me. Um, it was like me talking about it, like was all I needed to do to, to heal. And the same goes for back three months ago. I guess now it's been four or five months ago when I was going through some turnover here at my gym and it was, you know, it was really hard emotionally. And I remember telling Alicia, my wife in bed one night and just really being honest with her and telling her, just like, man, babe, this is hard. And, and, you know, and she immediately spoke into me. It was like God positioned her perfectly to speak into me. And I remember her praying over me that night and it just being like, um, just feeling so much more, you know, positive, right? So much better about the situation. All right, Charlie, I'm cutting you off. No surprise. I went over Spencer went under. <laughs> That's great. Um, uh, I mean, I think that you just hammered on something, Charlie, that's so powerful is, is that, that being a lone ranger uh, will not work. And in this time of challenges, the people that you're around, the environment, your network, your, your five, you know, the law of five, the people you're around is going to dictate your mindset and how you approach things. So uh, this has definitely been a blessing to have, you know, the guys in um, this group group. And so I think that, you know, from bringing it over to my side of things, I told before we got on, we did a 30 minute kind of update with each other before we jumped on here. And I told Charlie today, you know, uh, is I'm a little bit depressed um, today. And, and that's me being honest, because I like to be all in on positive mental attitude, up and up, drink caffeine, um, and get to the next thing. And, and I realized as I've matured over the last you know, 10 years that, that, you know, that positive train is good, but you got to also feel and process through these negative thoughts and, and what occurs there, but it, it kind of sobers you up and wakes you up to reality, if you will, but then it gives you an opportunity to choose what's next. And, you know, for me, the, the one thing that, you know, breath work has been very powerful for me to create what I call it, the gap between a stimulus of something that occurs stop, pause, breathe, and be able to process to make my next decision. And so, um, you know, with anything, with negativity or with uh, set, setbacks, there can always be uh, an opportunity that can arise out of it. And what Charlie was saying earlier is about, I get these ideas, these big, grandiose ideas. And really, 
for me, I'm a macro type of person. My wife is a micro type of person. And I've really worked on the last, you know, years of, of modulating between macro and micro so I can have a real good understanding of what's happening and how perceptions occurring for individuals. And for me, if when I live in the macro, um, I'm a living in the clouds. That's what we say, like, you're a dreamer. You're in the clouds. You're a big idea. And it's like, yeah, I love that. It gets me excited and it pulls me out of the minutia because if you start going down the path of like, okay, you know, there's a new issue ordered in Austin. You have to do this. Then you have to do that. Then you have to do this. And we need to go to the store and you start listing 20 things. I just start to like shudder inside because it becomes so overwhelming with all, I'm just like, you know what, let's just do what we got to do and move on. And so, um, but I have to acknowledge the details are important. Um, but right now where we sit on, um, you know, post COVID post shutdown, the potential of a second wave, the future, uh, what can I do now to be vigilant, to be sober, to be aware, to put my best step forward, to be successful as we journey and, and finding what is extracting, what is the positive that's coming out of this and how can I benefit from that? So my, what I'm saying is this, as a, as a listener, you have to have critical thinking. And uh, second to critical thinking, you have to have awareness of yourself and the people you're servicing and the people that you're employing to service them. So if you have critical thinking skills and you have awareness, you're going to have ability to make decisions. But that will all come back to where your identity lies. And this is the aspect of what we think about from a spiritual and faith standpoint is who am I? amongst all of this turmoil who am i and who is my god and what does he say versus what does my limited self say and that's what i sharing with one of my other mentors uh, a friend of mine justice um that uh spencer had introduced me to he he i was sharing with him through all of his challenges he said uh i share with him and then he is praying for me and says um yeah Jeremy, the question that we all have, I was saying, am I enough? And, and he started to laugh, like always. And he says, oh, yeah, you're not enough, but the God that you worship is. And we have to know, that almost makes me come to tears in the sense that, that we, we worship a mighty God. And that is who we lean on and who we walk with in these times. And then we go to our natural gifts and our abilities to critical think and be aware to make decisions and lead for our people. And so I just think it's critical for us to be critical thinkers, to be self-aware and to stop and pause. And so that's my direct information to individuals listening is this is a time to be of action, but of critical thinking and ability to pause, but you cannot stay in a position. You cannot breathe, pause, and ponder. You cannot breathe, pause, and then sprint. You, you have to go through these phases and then modulate and go forward. And that's been my personal experience um, over the past you know, five years of becoming a better individual for my community, my family, and so on and so forth. But in bringing that back, I'm going to toss it back to, um, I didn't give myself a timer. I imagine I'm right there. Uh, back to Spencer, because I want Spencer, yeah, yeah, I want Spencer to kind of capstone 
what has been said here and close us out and we'll end the call. Well, I think that there's two things that we as human beings have a tendency to do. One is to try to please people. The other is to try to be in control of everything that's happening because, you know, to not have people like what you're doing and to be out of control is to say that, man, life's probably not going in a good direction. But based on what you just said and based on what both of you guys said, it's not our job to please people and it's not our job to be in control of everything, but it's our job to do the best we can with what we have and to realize that we're in the people serving business and not in the people pleasing business. And that in this season, it's just impossible to control everything. And so I think you, you do the best you can with what you got and cut yourself some slack and give you some grace and keep moving forward. Nice. Well, guys, thank you for closing us out, Spencer. We appreciate you. And we're going to keep bringing you all some weekly content. So guys, it's three gym guys signing out. Thanks for joining us. Peace.